Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a podcast where we talk about, among other things, Brexit. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week, as as we Brexit is what is it? We record this on the 29th, the 29th of, March, of March 2019. <laughs> Brexit D Day. Uh, like Brexit's supposed to be tomorrow. Doesn't look like it's going to be tomorrow, but who knows what's going on. And we're, we've been sort of wanting to go back and look at Dominic Cummings. Well, I know I have. And just sort of like look back and read out and some of the things that he was saying. Uh, if he sort of uh, had these reasons for exiting the EU, let's see if we can... I don't know, draw any clarity or hope from the prospect of leaving the EU by having a look through his stuff? I hadn't actually... That's the first time you've said, said it in those words. Mm. So I, I thought we wanted to understand how we'd been manipulated by Dom Cummings and his gang rather than trying to get some hope from them. But yeah, that well, sounds a much more optimistic approach. A lot of the stuff on his website is all about how they their campaign strategy and how they won. But yeah, like honestly, I I kind of feel like we know enough about okay, they were targeting ads, they were kind of using, they're exploiting people's private information without the people knowing that they had access to that level of information about them. Yeah. I kind of feel like, it, and even like the film has sort of like covered that to some extent. Um, whereas, yeah, like, you know, two years ago when I tweeted Dom, Dom when I discovered and tweeted at Dominic Cummings and said, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I didn't, I, I, this is not someone that I identify with in any way, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to say, my friend Dom. Um, but he sort of pointed me at his blog and said, it was to do with feedback loops and sort of signal to noise ratio and just the, the fact that a lack of error correction on a sort of slow moving enormous organization which i was like you know and, and as we've said before i was my first reaction is like okay well you didn't say that in the leave campaign but my second thing is okay well let's you know see what's wrong with the eu shall we yeah i mean i think there's a one thing that my sister and I had a conversation about with this uh, current Brexit shambles in Parliament and all the uh, bills that are getting put forward and mm. voted on really quickly. Lydia's like, look how quickly laws can be changed mm. if you want to. So, you know, we can be a sl big, slow-moving um, beast when most of the time but actually in this moment of you know last minute brexit shambles people are like introducing new acts of parliament every every day <laughs> well it's like that <laughs> guy said at meaning isn't it like you know if we are in a sufficient state of emergency we can build we can enormous things very quickly yeah, 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 we can yeah, make yeah, yeah, huge yeah. changes very quickly yeah. Yeah. and they've uh, you know like anything they've left it to the last minute yeah. <laughs> be honest like a how was your week is going to be quite brexit focused anyway so. <laughs> well 
Well, uh, maybe for you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. For me. So, well, let's start with you, shall we? How, how, yes. How let's start are with you? me. What baseline, emotional baseline, are we coming from today? Uh, well, how are you doing? Well, I am. I'm actually having quite a nice week because I was on holiday last week, and it's still holding. Um, the the holiday spirit is still is still strong within me. Uh, I uh, have had uh, I went to the Mother's Day breakfast at nursery this morning, uh, yes. which was chaos. <laughs> I've not I've never once been available for one of these things. So I went along, and my child just clung to me because it was like walking into nursery. This looks very familiar, but it's completely different. And what are all these grown ups doing here? So she was just like. Oh, I don't like it. Change is bad. Um, so I had some beans on toast at nursery, and that was. Then yesterday, I was. It was the Brighton Restaurant Awards announcement day. The Bravos have been announced. Who won? And oh, many. There's sixteen categories. Six, sixteen. Oh wow. Yeah, but Etch is the best restaurant. And then Etch. we had a Etch. They're called. Mm. Etch is very good. Mm. Uh, we also had we had a category for sustainable eats, which we introduced this year. Mm. You know, we thought it was fitting in the state. So we have plant champions, but we also have sustainable eats, which mm. was won by a firm, a restaurant in Brighton called Mashimo, who are a sushi restaurant. But for years, on an ongoing basis, they've campaigned for sustainable fishing, and they right. have a vegan, a vegan night. All right. But I got to go on the radio yesterday, BBC mm. Sussex, to announce one of the winners um, and also to just, you know, give it some, give it a little shout out. Mm. And last time I was on, I felt really, because I was on to announce the beginning of the voting and I felt re the, the person just asked me loads of questions. I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> so I felt like a right dunce. Uh, I don't like to feel like a dunce and I always the one the, the thing I always don't like most about myself is those moments when I know I could have done better but I yesterday I was prepared I thought about what I was going to say and I felt good and so that was good and I'd just come from the uni where I'd been teaching uh well what but what I did with my students yesterday because I've got them doing a project is we had like a mid term let's all show each other what we've done so far mm -hmm. and obviously there were some people that despite my best efforts had sweet fanny adams <laughs> <laughs> to show uh, they all looked at me like you know rabbits in the headlights what i was like okay you don't have to present on the screen but we can come and huddle around your notepad <laughs> and like well I, I one of them actually said i lost the sheet of paper that i did my drawings on i was oh like um, but he still calls me, he calls me Miss. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he still thinks I'm, you know, dog ate my house, aren't mate? It's not your, it's not my homo, I don't care. I said, to quote my late father, it's not me you need to impress, you're not doing it for me. Uh, but they, some of them had got done some great work and there were some really good ideas uh, because I've given them this kind of do good app theme. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of uh, interesting to see the amount, the ones that have thought it through, the ones that haven't. Um, but it also made me, it made me very aware of the fact that in what we do, you know, sort of working in technology and designing products most of the time is what we're doing. Mm. You just have to be so aware of so many things and so <laughs> many patterns because they're going, you know, like literally every idea 
I was like, oh, well, have you watched this video about such and such? That's kind of an analog version of your idea. Or have you mm. thought about? And so you kind of sitting there the whole time going, it's like, you know, one of the things that uh, I remember when I first started out in, in, in engineering as well, we had to keep a logbook and a sort of a, a diary of stuff that we see and the stuff that you, you know, you've played with and I don't know, apps you've tried out. Because for everything that they talk to me about I'd go oh yeah well I actually downloaded an app that does something similar blah 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 and then you kind of go have you tried it maybe you should install it there might be some interesting patterns you can learn but um so it's not it was kind of I felt quite um knowledgeable earning yes money. I did I felt knowledge I felt like yeah. I was there <laughs> I, like actually yes I, I know how to do this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do no this. I had a bit of that this week as well just like okay yeah I'm definitely earning my bucks today like this is not easy what I am doing kind of moment so going from that kind of imposter syndrome panic where it's like there's yeah, so yeah. it's not working and I, I just don't feel like yeah, making yeah. any progress to like yeah like I've just done something really really difficult and I've done quite a good job of it so thanks yeah. that's why you're paying me <laughs> How was your week? I woke up on Wednesday morning, you know, feeling a little bit of optimism about the petition and some stuff that I'd heard. And then just seeing, I think just first thing, seeing the same bullshit coming out of these people as has been coming out of them for the entire time, which is people made a decision and now it is our responsibility to implement it. Like, at all costs. People understood what ha what they were asking for, kind of being implied as like that. And I just got, well, I noticed I was being snappy and then I realised that that was why and then I kind of just went into full kind of angry, right, I've got to express this. I sort of like screenshotted the bit that had made me angry and then sort of like posted it everywhere with my angry my reaction yeah. sort of like, and then ended up doing a little video where I just sort of I just sort of had an argument with I sort of kind of playing out this you know I kind of wrote a, scripted it out like I'm sort of reaching for the final draft a lot recently like in the last few months is like I reach for the let's write a script for this and kind of like just wrote a little conversation between me and a and a lever, sort of giving them, trying to kind of like give them the best possible argument for, you know, I didn't yeah, yeah, kind of make it about xenophobia. I didn't make it about anything. I just kind of made it more about the UN poverty report and that situation. And, um, you know, I just posted that up and then like had the usual, oh, maybe loads of people. No, no one gives a fuck about anything. I fucking loads but anyway, like I'm feeling a bit more calm as of it's, today. It's just, yeah. You know, I was always sort of picturing how would you make money as an artist in London, as a musician? I kind of feel like the best way would probably be to get into that kind of private members club circuit where you yeah. can sort of charge a lot more and do something a bit more exclusive and cool. And, I, you know, I've, you know I, I've sort of into those places but I'm certainly not a member of any of them but we're um we're doing something in this club Lalo on Goldbourne Road in West, West London which apparently is it's where Robert Downey Jr. did a screening of the Avengers it's where like it's where like lots of famous people come through Ooh. all the time apparently um and I I went to a thing there yeah a couple of weeks ago the last one and it's a very nicely put together place for 
privileged rich people. So um, <laughs> so I'm sort of like, okay, well, maybe if I can do a really good job on Tuesday, maybe I'll kind of like maybe some opportunities to kind of do, you know, make some money from all of this stuff I've been cool. assembling might come through. But if not, still, I'm going to get my YouTube footage. And I think this next video I'm doing is going to be very good as well. It's sort of a... 10 stages to what it, the experience of playing a live show, the experience of like biting the bullet and committing to something through to the, you know, packing up afterwards kind of thing. Um, so, um, and I, I think it's quite good. So, I've, I've committed to writing an article for which I will be paid. Ooh. What about? Uh, well, it's supposed to be... It's four people doing transform digital transformation in government. So it's a topic. So I've I've got a choice. I've come up with two potential topics. One is from a product owner's point of view. What the fuck am I supposed to do with all these user research findings? Mm. <laughs> Though obviously I won't call it that. And the other one is user research is not vox pops. Mm. Um, because people do do really do confuse and i think this is relevant to any democracy conversation <laughs> they do confuse asking people what they want with understanding their users or understanding then, what they need like well, understanding yeah, what the actual solution is yeah, like yeah, a yeah. step one you don't just do what the, the <laughs> user asks for well, um so yes it's kind of a uh, so now i'm quite looking forward to those uh, mm. and it's got a deadline and uh, and then and also this week the there was a the the ministry of communities housing and local government published a blog post uh, about the project i was working on that i've just Ooh. finished Ooh, link in the that. description probably if ivanka sends me it you can see a picture of me pondering a whiteboard of post-it notes lovely which is what i do all day <laughs> Right, Brexit. First thing I want yes. to say about Brexit is Theresa May's latest strategy of if you take one of my deals, I'll resign, with the, the implication being that you weren't going to immediately resign whatever happened as soon as you got some whatever shit out the door. <laughs> like, do, who... I was like, I've, I've played this out like a while ago. It's like, what does she's just going to bang and bang and bang and bang and bang away and try and force something through. But there's absolutely zero chances she's going to stick around after that because she's going to be dead. She's going to be full on hives, constipate. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what she's going to have. But like, there is no way she's going to have anything left by the time no. this is true so the idea that that's a bargaining chip is just to me just absurd it's also it's weird right it just it just shows the 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 game for what it is which is a game about the conservative party mm. and not about the country or humans or their lives or yeah their safety or anything it's yeah. just a game david cameron started the game yep. and they're now finishing the game and it's mm. just a game it's a game that you have to be rich and privileged mm. to play and it is a game for assholes god help me if reese mogg becomes prime minister as well how can that i mean god fucking help me like i mean <laughs> boris <laughs> Like any of them, though, like absolutely any of them. And it's so boring to say, it, but it's like these people are just wall to wall C units. 
those cunts of the highest wall-to-wall pricks, and it's just disgusting. So, yeah, so we've 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 got that, but um, (laughs) but on a positive note, (laughs) on a positive look, this um, there were my there was one person we know behind this that had something a bit more than just raw xenophobia to his thinking. And um, let's. I think we should try and unpick some of Dominic. So, so, so I, I we sort of trawled through Dominic Cummings' blog a bit this morning, uh, like for a slightly awkwardly long amount of time. But um, <laughs> it was <laughs> because a lot of his posts are about the strategy of winning the referendum, and like they made a computer system that was the first of its kind. But there's some there's and and sort of debunking the idea that Farage's stuff was of any kind of relevance and and just a lot of the lies they were saying um but like what i was looking for was the like a manifesto or the reason that he thinks the eu is a bad thing to be a part of now um and i remember when he said it, it was to do with you know error correction and so we found this one called effective action number 4b which isn't the most promising sort of introductory <laughs> title but uh, okay expertise Catchy. prediction and expertise in quotes prediction and noise from the nhs from the nhs killing people to brexit so um I thought just like a skim through some of the sort of ideas he talks about in here cuz he starts with in part a i looked cuz he start did the Four A is about extreme sports and some background to the question of true expertise and the crucial nature of high quality, fast feedback. Um, so, yeah, the reason for writing about this is that we will only improve the performance of government if we reflect on what expertise really is and why do some very successful fields cultivate it effectively while others like government do not how to select high quality people how to train people effectively to develop true expertise in skills relevant to government how to give them effective tools and how to program institutions differently so that people are more incentivized to optimize things we want to optimize like error correction and predictive accuracy and less incentivized to optimize bureaucratic process prestige and signaling as our institutions now do to a dangerous extent and connected so that two institutions are much better at building high-performance teams rather than continue normal rules to make this practically illegal, and so that, three, we have immune systems to minimise the inevitable failures of even the best people and teams. Which sounds eminently... I mean, it, it sounds like the you've talked about this before, you know, why why don't we have a world where or why can't we create a, a system where the very best toothpaste maker gets to make the very best toothpaste? Yeah. Or, you know, rather than this kind of generalised expertise and generalised competition about things that shouldn't be competed about. So, you know, at its core, there are, and I certainly, regardless of whether I agree with him about leaving or staying or any of those things, because for me, the EU represents cooperation and yeah. I, and that is the most important facet of it for yeah. me so but but um but the I think we are all coming to the conclusion that the model of government or governing and democracy that is in place at the moment isn't working no and it needs some form of redesign and 
you know, often to, to, to start fixing something, you need to understand that it's broken. So thank you, Dominic, for really mm. smacking us in the face with how broken it is rather than a, so, you know, like, so there is, and what he's saying about and it, what that sentence about, you know, uh, uh, expertise, I was just trying to think, what is the expertise of government? Because, yeah, it's a good question. Be, it's, it's Because <laughs> like governments govern, uh, areas of expertise. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's like ostensibly it's kind of a a lawmaking, right? Or yes, yes, kind it's of lawmaking. Al- asset yeah. allocation, right? Yeah. So it's like programming by writing documents to say what the rules are now. Yes, and it's policy making. Yeah, policy making and. In theory, it's like, okay, we're going to spend this much on this, we're going to spend this much on this, we're going to, we're going to back this project, we're not going to back that project. Um, yeah. And ostensibly with some sort of value system, but, you know, as it's sort of hinted at here, it's like the value system doesn't seem to particularly connect with no, anything I, I, beyond the political sort of, you know, games. So the the... the if we speak, so I have got some experience of doing government projects that have yeah. that would then result in some sort of policy making or policy adjustment or having to live with a policy yeah. that may have been formed without the right sort of technical expertise. So the last project I was working on, um, the Law Commission issued a some findings about something and recommended that a database was created as part of their findings. Mm. Um, and... When, you know, a database sounds like a very sensible thing mm. to somebody who doesn't know, you know, who 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 then who hasn't got to implement the database, shall we say? Mm. It's like a database. OK, what's in it? How does the data get into it? How does the data get out to it? Who gets to put it in? Who gets to read it? How secure mm. does it need to be? How, how you know, there's like a thousand. When somebody says database to you or I, that raises mm. a thousand questions yeah. that to somebody else just sounds like a list sensible yes let's write a list down of all the things you know so it's like a, and that's not mocking that is just the re, the, the difference between uh, a problem and a solution right right yeah or, or just so, or just a shallow like an idea that oh it's like oh here's a tool in my toolbox i'll just throw a database at it yeah, not I, really I, knowing yeah. that the more databases the, you have that's kind of a problem so you've got to think about the, yeah. is there already a database that is sort of almost it, doing yeah, this for a, exactly. you know, or is it no? We're going to create another one, and then you end up with this kind of systems, it connect communications. Is you know, we don't need to get yeah, into it, but exactly. So, 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 but then, so what? The 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 thing, the the I I love the idea that policies would be made by experts. Mm. Love it. Yes, let's have education experts making education policies yeah. and recommending to government. But in and so so you've got this sort of idea of expertise. Um, I've also worked on projects that are about understanding how policy is made and it is not a linear process of cleverness, data, Mm. therefore policy. Mm. Um, But then, and the problem is that loads of, as I am to admit it, and I wish it weren't true, but there is no such thing as science that isn't ideological. Mm. Um, So separating the sort of, the the measure, you still need values clearly expressed yeah because how you make an education system if you're if you're depending on what your values your ideological objective is so in the world of you know austerity versus uh, uh, 
not starving people, not having food banks. Sorry. So like, so if if we could separate uh, understanding the ideological values that, because that's what we need to vote on, not the how. Hmm. We need to vote on the on the the you know the the outcome that we want yeah. the sort yeah, of yeah. like you know and so then go right experts given these parameters because we as humans we would like you know because it, it, you well it's almost an ai see, training question then isn't it it's like here are the outputs <laughs> we want for these inputs like can you solve this yeah yeah and not destroy us <laughs> Did you see that video that somebody somebody went around, I don't know, um, Guildford mm. and went, do you believe in free education? Yes. Do you believe in free NHS? Yes. Well, therefore, you're a Corbynist. And they were like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I voted Conservative for the last 40 years. Mm. But it's, the, you know, separating this sort of the labelling from the actual outcome people oh, want yeah, yeah. would be a beautiful way. But, you know... The, like, but why not? Why not start dreaming about a world where you okay, do you want bees to continue to exist on the planet? Yes, brilliant. Then we need to ban car, <laughs> whatever yeah. you know. We need to ban this pesticide. It cannot yeah. continue to exist if you want bees to exist. It's not compatible. The little bit you read out made me think, think of a thousand things. <laughs> yeah. all at once. Well, I'm I'm kind of like looking forward to the next sentence. So in SW one now, ooh, I'm so in. Politics. I just call it SW1. Um, those at the apex of power practically never think in a serious way about the reasons for the endemic dysfunctional decision making that constitutes most of their daily experience or how to change it. What looks like omni shambles to the public and high performance in technology or business is seen by insiders always implicitly and often explicitly, as normal performance. Crises such as the collapse of Carillion or our farcical multi-decade, multi-billion aircraft carrier project occasionally provoke a few days of headlines, but it's very rare anything important changes in the underlying structures and there is no real reflection on system failure. This fact Mm. is why, for example, a startup created in a few months could win a referendum that should have been unwinnable. It was the systemic and consistent dysfunction of establishment decision-making systems over a long period with very poor mechanisms for good, accurate feedback from reality that created the space for a guerrilla operation to exploit. Wow. But you see, I mean, he's right. Yeah, yeah. He's 100% right. I mean, this is why the the work that was done around the government digital service and changing the ideology and i i will use that word advisedly Mm. of technical projects being done in an agile way versus old school let's spend two years writing some sort of specification document and then putting it out to tender and then get cap gemini to come in and charge us two grand a day to type up more documents you Mm. know that's why carillion failed it's because it's made up built on bullshit Mm. and people who know how to play the game instead of and trying to disrupt i mean it's it is hard it is hard because i mean i'm seeing it you see somebody tweeted the other day rah, 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 rah. oh you know i could talk about this. Mm-hmm. somebody tweeted the other day that like why is microsoft so shit you know why are microsoft why are they not even average and why because and and my response to that was that we have to admire their sales technique, their branding technique that has meant that all these organizations with very limited 
knowledge and expectation of technology mm. are buying these expensive, overinflated systems that they don't need, inflicting them on themselves, <laughs> and then ex building, commissioning more systems that they have low expectations of yeah. because they've fucked about with SharePoint for the last 20 years. Yeah, that expectations thing is not a word I'd ever used for that. But yeah, it really is. They just, what? But then you'd, you'd sort of think that they'd then pick up their phone and go, wait a minute. And that's happening. That's happened more and more that, in recent years. They'll be like, well, why can my, why is this why like I, this? But yeah, my work computer is, is like this. So that's when I get brought in a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but that is happening more and more. But in, but in government, in, the, oh. in government, local and central, the people making the decisions are not empowered to say mm. this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, or the the, the, oh, the the parameters of their engagement with it are so kind of like besides the point. And I, yeah, I think I've said this before, but like wh when I was in housing and we were getting a database done, like all these had all these workshops where they were like, okay, what do you want the uh, field? What do you want the schema to be? Like, what do you want this field to be? Okay, we're going to have address one, address two, address three, address four, address five, address. Okay, should we have like 10 of those? Okay, cool. In capitals, <laughs> letters. Okay, fine. And like just kind of like making, it was like, you're supposed to be the experts in databases. Why are you making me do the schema and why are you making all these people that have no clue of what how to design a database design your database for you yeah, yeah, while yeah. you sort of stand there in a suit clearly yes. not having I mean, much of a clue of what, what's involved here some of the stories that i could tell you it's kind of a self-perpetuating thing because government often employ generalists mm. you know to be so the people doing the job don't know enough they lack a basic curiosity, a basic desire to understand what the systems are doing. So they are, you know, that old school quote that no one got fired for hiring IBM. Mm. I think you can apply. Nobody got fired for buying a Microsoft system. Yeah, to yeah. buy a Microsoft system. that do, And then they come up with random fucking policies that are designed to save them time as IT people mm. instead of to impact they you know it's like this, this yeah you end up with a computer that you can't do anything on <laughs> literally like social workers are not allowed there's been this big hoo-ha to get them smartphones hmm. but they're not allowed whatsapp right cool thanks yeah so for, and and everybody that i i challenge anybody uh, I, 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 in a poll, <laughs> most people I know have a family WhatsApp group of some description or a let's go swimming group or a, it's beautiful for group chat. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So if you've got a group of foster carers that you want to communicate with, WhatsApp is a very accessible option. But if you as the so and I, social worker can't, aren't allowed to install it and it's because... There is no explanation why it's because IT. Yeah, it's because I made a decision without really think, really understanding the ramifications and then just there's no feedback loop there. There's no way of no. their decision being shown to be no. wrong because it's... No. And then it's just this kind of slow death and it's exactly what Dominic is talking about. <laughs> I, I, I do want to get, I do want to read more of this because I, I'm actually like, it's almost, I'm sort of almost getting chills from just kind of like reading this. 
Like now, because I've sort of skimmed it, but now that it's like reading the words with you, it's like, you know, it's just a different experience. So, like, this makes it particularly ironic that even after Westminster and Whitehall have allowed their internal consensus about UK national strategy to be shattered by the referendum, there is essentially no serious reflection on this system failure. It is much more psychologically appealing for insiders to blame lies, um, devilish use of technology to twist minds and so on. OK, well, perhaps the most profound aspect of broken system is, is that they cannot reflect on the reasons why they're broken, never mind take effective action. Instead of serious thought, we have high status insiders like Campbell reduced to bathos with whining on social media about Brexit impacting mental health. OK, we're getting into some pretty... Mean stuff. <laughs> this is about it's going to start taking personally. Um, this lack of reflection is why Remain dominated insiders lurched from failure over the referendum to failure over negotiations. Um, OODA loops across SW1 are broken, and this is very hard to fix if you can't orient to reality. How do you see your problems well? So, and then OODA is observe, orient, decide, act. And um, there's a little diagram. So just to sort of like, I, I may use it as the thumbnail, but sorry, but I can see you holding your hand up. But I just wanted to, yeah, so the, oh, the observe, orient, decide, act is, so you kind of look at what's going on, you cultural traditions, genetic heritage, new information, previous experience and analyses and synthesis. That's in your sort of orient and then decide is a decision hypothesis and then action is like test and then you're supposed to loop back round. But I guess the idea is that they're not doing that thing, which is a thing. Um, yeah, so there it's broken. I broke it. <laughs> it's broken. Look, I, bro I showed how broken this broken thing is. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Is that what he's just said? I think it is really. I think, yeah, I think it is. In the commercial world, big companies mostly what die with. What does bathos a... mean? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I kind of read it out going, uh, where is it? Bathos. Let's, I'm going to right click on it, look up bathos. Um, an effect of anticlimax created by an unintentional lapse in mood from the sublime to the trivial or ridiculous. His epic poem has passages of almost embarrassing bathos. He says, uh, Campbell reduced to bathos with whining. So just saying that Campbell's thinking has just gone tiny because apparently mental health is just bath. Worrying yeah. about mental health is just bathos. Okay, well you start to lose me there. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, he's yeah. We're uh, not we're not reading this man's blog because he's a nice person. No, no, we're reading it because he's a fucking. I mean, he's someone that just really. He's shook everything yeah it's fucked everything up for well i don't know just but well, i don't know what it i don't know why uh, his solution had to be why is smash such, it up yeah smash it up but but i think that's a reflection on privilege right that's you know what he 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 is is he does not understand you know like it is just a reflection of privilege he he doesn't understand if he talks about people dying of hunger to him that's just you know a footnote in history or sort of I'm not, you know what I mean like it's yeah the not fact real that he's talking about real people in these terms yeah, he, and like, so he's worried this. about the system but like the fact is like and we've talked about efficiency the fact is that, that it's inefficient it's inefficiencies aren't entirely a negative factor 
and um, there's only so, and and this kind of trade off of kind of enforcing values versus you know the more efficient you get at enforcing your compromised values the worse it is for the people there so in a way like an inefficiency around how quickly you can kind of break everything is kind of a good thing and then you get someone else comes in after a bit if kind of the if that's kind of the feedback loop in reality and sorry dom that it's too slow for you but things you know thank you you know you've seen government try to bring in these concepts from the private sector with sort of growing like a bit of success but it yeah, just yeah, takes yeah, them yeah. a long time yeah. and that's not necessarily a negative no and i mean what what the guys that you know the starting of gds you know just picking off gov uk and doing it you know that that was a small group that went in and showed that something could be done you know, like you didn't have to break the whole of government uh, to, yeah, yeah. It's to like prove just... that another way is possible. Yeah, it's like I, um, yeah. I always I look at my old code and I go, oh, my God, I would just want to start again and throw it all away. But I've done that before. And I know that by the time you finish re-implementing something, you've just you've, you've got some different issues and you probably kind of feel bad about it. And as David Hennemeyer Hansen says, like, you got better, your code didn't get worse. And it's like government yeah. didn't get worse. We're getting better at understanding the problems of it. But that doesn't mean you throw away the government you have entirely. It means you you have to iterate. You have to kind of like put tests around the legacy. Like what you haven't done, Dominic, is put like made sure that people are kind of protected as you like it's not a careful refactor, which is what you should no. be doing. It's a no. smash everything up and no, disrupt no, everything no, no, no. just to prove no, a you've point. You've got no rollout plan. Yeah, you've, you've got, got no rollout plan. You've got no rollback plan. You've got no. You've got no plan. And and you made the mistake of confusing what is like a system, the project going well, with what's best for the people that rely on that project, on that government. Right? What is the best thing for the people? Should be your question, not how do I make government the most efficient possible thing in the world. If he was in charge of, I don't know, rolling out some new servers, the product would crash. It would be offline while it happened yeah, instead yeah. of it being done sensibly. Yeah, I mean, like... And you think the commercial world would allow that? Do you think a website would? No, 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 exactly. Like... I mean, this is what they got. It's like, this is not how you... You can have fundamental change without breaking the... The, the the front end like yeah, you know that. things can be left in place as you make fundamental changes to the mm. back end of a system yeah, yeah. um and you know the lights can stay on yeah um and what what they're what's happening at the moment is it's making it really really hard for civil servants to keep the lights on yeah and a lot of money is being wasted a lot yeah. mil billions of pounds are being burnt on being forced to come up with backup systems to keep yeah. the lights on. Yeah, and the and contingency it, you know, plans of the commercial world and all that yeah, kind of thing. all of us are having to sort of go... What am I doing? Yeah, just the, the cost of it. And as a programmer, like SQL, SQLite is this tiny lightweight database that is just 
in everything like it's in your f- everything and your all the documents on your phone are basically using this database and it's absolutely ubiquitous and they had it and the way you kind of like change something is you get it under test to make sure that the behavior you know that the behavior is working if you change something and they literally like rewrote the entire implementation all the code but because they had such strong unit testing against it because they were able they had their testing was so strong it didn't matter because uh, so they got all these kind of benefits of better code, but there was no effects in terms of using the thing, which is exactly the opposite of what Dominic's done. He's just gone, OK, I'm just going to take a hammer to this thing and just yeah. fuck the consequences. We've got to yeah. have just chaos for a while in order for I mean, anything yeah. to change. The, this idea of a revolution mm. is it's like, you know, Andrew Sims of he he talks about rapid change, yeah. but he doesn't talk about re- destruction. Right? Do you know yeah, what it is? Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. can't. We are now. We know more. We are cleverer. We don't have to chop the heads off the whole royal family to have a revolution anymore. Yeah. We've we can learnt... simply invite them to leave Buckhouse <laughs> and switch the lights out <laughs> on their way out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like mm. do you know what I mean? It's that mm. sort of like we 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 don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in in the commercial world, big companies mostly die within a few decades because they cannot maintain an internal system to keep them aligned to reality. Plus, startups pop up. These two factors create learning at a system level. There's lots of micro failure, but macro. Let's let's just look at the next paragraph. How to distinguish between fields dominated by real expertise and those dominated by confident experts in quotes who make bad predictions. We know a lot about the distinction between fields in which there is real expertise and fields dominated by bogus expertise. Daniel Kahneman summarises two fundamental tests to ask about a field. One, is there enough informational structure in the environment to allow good predictions? And two, is there timely and effective feedback that enables error correction in learning? So... Um, in fields where these two elements are present, there is genuine expertise and people build new knowledge on reliable foundations of previous knowledge. Some fields make a transition from stories to, and authority to quantitative mo- models um, and evidence or experiment. As scientists have said since Newton, they stand on the shoulders of giants. How do we assess predictions about the future? Um, good judgment is often gauged against two gold standards, coherence and correspondence. Judgments are coherent if they demonstrate consistency. So, yeah, politicians are fuckwits, is the point of all this, right? Politicians are given the wrong... In a word, like, go back to my WhatsApp example. Um, there is no... There is no... Currently, there is no loop for reflecting on that. But there is me. Mm-hmm. I, Ivanka, can be in an organisation and I am paid to go fuck this, this is wrong. I'm telling you it's wrong and this is why it's wrong and you need to change it. And it's my job to make sure that happens. A Because me as an individual, me, Vanka, mm. I am... My uh, professionalism relies on long-term benefit, not short-term people liking me or, or or thinking that I'm 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 you know I'm fun or whatever it might be like I want the thing to be better mm. um, and that's what my my career is based around you know you might you might not have there might be some things that are going to be difficult but hopefully in the long term and I measured on these long-term successes or longer-term mm. benefits whereas where or that's what I choose to be measured on. Whereas if you're in politics, there's no real, you know, it's, it's very few politicians are p- 
playing that sort of long game of wanting to leave a legacy for society. And I, I see them trained with this absolute idea that they can never be wrong. As well. That's the other thing that I think this comes from. It's like yeah. they've been, like, and I've, you know, we've covered it. We've covered all this, but like, I, yeah, yeah. Eaton seem appears to me to teach privileged people that they can't be wrong, that the they not even to consider the idea that something's to do with what they've done. It's always external. If there's a problem, it can't be something they've done, or there just isn't a problem. They just can't see that there's a problem. So that's what you get. Reese Mogg going, what? What do you mean? What? What Brexit problems? We haven't even done Brexit yet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just the ability to absolutely tune out anything that isn't consistent with the idea that I am right and any whimsical thought I have is the truth. And I, I hypnotise people into believing that just by talking in my posh voice. Yeah. Um, and they get very far on that. They get to the top on that. You know, I, when I wrote that um, thread that got all that, um, and and the guy said one of the comments because somebody had said you know this is they they made some flippant remark and then somebody had come back and said no this is a prayer of a sailor who has weathered some storms mm. and it's like this is where privilege you you know understanding your privilege is so important being dismissive of other people like you know of 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 other people's situation is you know it's very easy to do that unless you're willing to acknowledge that you're lucky it's like your reaction to the mental health thing mm. do you know what I mean you know you're you're you read that and it, to you that is not something that can be dismissed mm. ever and it's this sort of the privilege element of this I don't know. There's no punishments though to not to check not checking your privilege if you wield all the power and other than violence against you. <laughs> like, no. like how do, how does it you know that so maybe that's what Dominic does know. Like okay, well the only way to get to, to get through to these people is sort of violence by destroying yeah. everything they think that they've built or that they they represent. I wanted to just cover this bit, which is people fail to learn even from the great examples of success and, and the simplest lessons. And then he's got this bit where he goes, perhaps you're thinking, well, learning from these brilliant examples might be intrinsically really hard, much harder than Cummings thinks. I don't think this is quite right. Why? Partly because millions of well-educated and normally ethical people don't learn even from much simpler things. And the, the examples were like Apple's, Apple's success and kind of various things like that. But... Um, I will explore this separately soon, but I'll give you just one example. The world of healthcare unnecessarily kills and injures people on a vast scale. OK, so now we're back to something that we can kind of see eye to eye on. And like we're back to talking about the people again. Two aspects of this are one, deep resistance to learning from the success of very simple tools like checklists. And two, a deep resistance to face the fact that most medical experts do not understand statistics properly and their routine misjudgments cause vast suffering. Plus, warped incentives encourage widespread lies about statistics and irrational management. E.g., people who constantly... People are constantly told things like, you've tested positive for X, therefore you have X. And then they 
they then kill themselves. We know how to eliminate practically eliminate certain sorts of medical injury or death. We know how to teach and communicate statistics better. These are much simpler than putting man on the moon, creating internet and PC or being great investors, yet societies don't do them. I would like him to cite a reference for his vast scale of injury, frankly. Um, that's my one Mm. one reaction well to he's this. complaining about suicide there but then also sort of weirdly dismissed the idea of mental health being a problem earlier but I, I don't want to because we're not reading yeah. this verbatim then we may have, I don't want to kind of we may miss something but I, I think this I mean he's making a, a, a bold claim I, so I don't disagree with his point that people don't learn I mean we everyone's always banging on about you know those who don't learn from history are, are condemned to repeat it and all that kind of shit and we don't learn I mean it's very hard to learn i think he's conflating a few things so part of that welcome trust research that i did i interviewed this woman who's i've probably already told this story but one of my participants is like one of the uk's most eminent uh surgeons of a particular type and she talked about the fact that she used to be part of a you know a panel of surgeons who would go and talk to the then secretary of health and you know talk to them about improving patient care and blah 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 and uh, they were talking about a particular thing and this politician turned around and said yes uh, that's very interesting but how does it translate in a marginal seat <laughs> Because she said, well, then one must ask oneself, what is the point of going to see these people if it's not to improve patient care? Because she doesn't she doesn't give a flying fuck about whether or not he's going to get elected in his marginal seat. She's learned something which she wants to implement to improve patient care. That's what she's doing there. Mm. And um, and it's like that that quote to me <laughs> was like, you know, that is gold dust. But that is. Yeah, that is exactly feedback this, loop of politics. That is a fucked up feedback loop of politics. Look, at the risk of doing the the alt the the sort of alt right type thing where they give you a premise and then move on to the consequences of that premise, whether or not you accept that premise. Um and I th I do smell some hyperbole in this healthcare. I, I care about healthcare killing people on a vast scale because doctors don't understand statistics. Um, it smells bad, but, but and then now he's going to explain why this thing is true, mm. whether or not we believe it's true. But the reason, and it's in bold, and I think it kind of sums up Dominic Cummings' perspective is because we do not incentivize error correction and predictive accuracy. People are not incentivized to consider the cost of their noisy judgments. Where incentives and culture are changed, performance magically changes. It's the nature of the systems, not the nature of the people, that is cr the crucial ingredient in learning from proven simple success. In healthcare, like in government generally, people are incentivized to engage in wasteful or dangerous signaling to a terrifying degree, not rigorous thinking and not solving problems. So wasteful dangerous signaling some appalling killings are inevitable but the social work bureaucracy will keep allowing unnecessary killings because they will not align themselves with error correction undoing flawed incentives 
threatens the system so they'll keep killing children instead and they're not particularly bad people they're normal people in a normal bureaucracy he i i'd like him to cite some references yeah like you don't know me like i could i could his mum die or something did his mum go is this is this what we came to here like did someone close to him kill themselves because of a bad medical diagnosis is this what we're seeing like what because, so, you know, he's citing examples that I happen to know some bits and pieces about. Mm. And, yeah, of course, I mean, what he's talking about is a bloody checklist manifesto book. Have, oh, you, have you read no. it? No, no, no. There's a, oh, it's a, it's a good book. It sounds brilliant. Uh, you read it. it uh, a guy called Atwell something. It's called the Checklist Manifesto anyway. And he talks about the fact that doctors don't use checklists, but airlines do. And the reason that, for example, that that airline was able to land in the in the river, you know, the one that the movie was made out of was because in whatever circumstances, pilots are trained and have a manual that says, if this happens, do this. And mm. they follow the process and the process kicks right. in because you've got a checklist and then errors don't happen. Mm. And I... Um, and it, and it sounded, I read it, I don't know, when I was working at Canonical. It's very interesting. There's some things you can bring across from it. So, yes, it's interesting. But that you can't say implementing checklists is going to stop babies, baby pee happening. That's not, that's like not in a world where, where there's a fucking austerity. I, we I look, think we're I seeing at, some, some spectrum-y uh, thinking here, aren't we? Well, right? it's like, it's, it, it's like, a, it's also the idea that he is right mm. and that these people that he were, he was arguing with were wrong and he's dismissing their expertise himself mm. when actually if you want a good solution, a good design solution to a problem, which is how do we prevent children dying or being killed, we do that by actually designing a solution to that problem. Not I read I read a book about checklists. <laughs> so now like, I've heard about this thing called a database. What we'll do is we'll do a database. I'm sorry, but I think his his conversation is uh, about you know here's a solution I've found. I, I think I can apply it to your problem rather than what's the problem? What do we need? How do we fix it? And again, I've got like lots of qualitative data and observations from sitting in like social care hubs and listening to the phone calls and looking at the systems these people having to use uh, that are being sold to them by other privileged cunts who are not thinking about what the software is going to be used for Hmm. do you know what i mean it's like this man's making me angry now what i wanted to do was just i thought like to just maybe we just read out the sentences with bold in them so just let's just kind of skim over the last things where he's put bold in kind of tie this up so some fields like extreme sport or physics genuine expertise emerges because of fast feedback fast effective feedback on errors um, in many fields, low-tech, very simple checklists have been extremely effective, e.g. flying aircraft or surgery, as we just you've sort of touched on. Successful mm. individuals like Warren Buffett and Ray Dalio also create cognitive checklists to trap and correct normal cognitive biases that degrade individual and team performance. Then a bit further down, if you're in Whitehall now watching the Brexit farce or abroad looking at similar, you will see 
from page 26 here, a checklist on how to manage complex government projects at world-class levels. If you find this interesting, then read the whole paper. I will elaborate on this. I'm also thinking about a project to look at the intersection of roughly five fields in order to make large improvements in the quality of people, ideas, tools and institutions that determine political government decisions and performance. I see we've got this quality of people idea sort of like rearing it. So that's conservative ideas sort of like rearing its head again. Um, like uh, there is a pecking order and it is true. Um the science of prediction across different fields, what we know about high performance in different fields, technology and tools, just political decision-making affecting millions of people and trillions of dollars, communication. We need to surround relatively specific problems with a more general approach. Attack at the right level, we'll see specific solutions automatically pop out of the system. One of the most powerful simplicities in all conflict is winning without fighting is the highest form of war. If we approach the problem of government performance at the right level of generality, then we have a chance to solve specific problems without fighting, or rather without fighting nearly so much, and the fighting will be more fruitful. This is not a theoretical argument. If you look carefully at ancient texts and modern case studies, you will you see that applying a small number of very simple, powerful, but largely unrecognised principles that are very hard for organisations to operationalise can produce extremely surprising results. How to jump from the idea to reality more soon? <sighs> I mean, look, well done, well done him for creating a startup that achieved a thing. Great. Mm. You've proven something. But actually, all he's proven that it, he was able to affect the results of one he, he's 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 not uh created a system mm. he has or he's not solved a system or designed a system solution or any of those things what he's done is taken a goal and met that goal mm. and that is not what governing a country is about and it's not about so i mean i'm sure he had a lovely checklist that helped make a computer <laughs> system that affected people's voting brilliant but that's not a that's not balancing out the 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 you know health plus plus social care plus roads, keeping the lights on plus yeah. roads plus internet security plus physical security plus housing plus you know like the complexity of a country as a system mm is he you know like at the end of the day like this is the, the, you can't automate this no this is the thing like the, what he might say you know he said about aeroplanes managed to ship four million people around the world every day mm. safely yes every single social care case is unique yeah yeah, exactly. Like there's this the problem of moving a thing, one an object from one point in space to another, whilst complex, is, is nothing is compared not, to kind of like yeah. He's, know, he's, he's actually also his idea that social care is about stopping children from dying is in itself ideologically wrong because mm. what we should be doing is helping children flourish yeah yeah we need to be bringing people up we to do a level, not, not yeah just... we need to it's like people boasting in social care children in care now passed now get three gcse's that is not enough fucking gcse's like they need eight gcse's yeah <laughs> it's myopic it's, like, it's it's fucking myopic it's... and guess what there's we've got some simple solutions too maybe instead of making a complex Data, a big database and loads of checklists. We just give people 
in poverty some money. <laughs> feed them because that was an interesting thing. I we well, were looking feed at them. Just give them money. If money's well, the, yeah, poverty yeah, is the problem, the problem is money. Money. Let's yeah, just sorry. take the that line. Just they just need some money then, and then the, yeah. you know what. One of the yeah, one of the statistics. So I was looking, I was looking at a bunch of stats around social care a couple of weeks ago, and there's a like a really big spike in children being taken into care about six to eighteen months after the credit that two thousand and eight credit damn. crisis. God damn. Poverty God damn equals poverty is bad in every mm. you know in just in a multitude of complex ways, and yeah. solving poverty is and raising the baseline of humans existence it's like lydia says like it's cheaper to give people give people money yeah than to solve all these problems yeah. you know there's people that's know just, more about their situation like just give them enough and they're like just give them some money so they can live he's got this sort of myopic focus on the problems of the system and yeah we're all frustrated with how shit politicians are there's no doubt about it but you're not right dominic and what you've done is yeah you've got some inside knowledge you've seen the system at work you know you've been in sw1 for long enough to have been able to sort of take some principles from the private sector to just exploit its problems to what end fuck knows because this isn't yeah. going to make and you don't know anything about like how to refactor a legacy system clearly or you wouldn't have just fucking put a bomb under it um, thanks for listening everybody <laughs> thanks for listening I appreciate it I could not speak for Ivanka. I also appreciate it. And if <laughs> and the, the, this is now entering outro. If you like the podcast, we have registered the impressive domain grandpodcast.com. So just go there. There's a subscribe button if you're not already subscribed so that it automatically comes to your phone. Imagine that. Um, sorry for everyone who knows about podcasts who feels very patronised now but you know that'll just give you an insight in what it's like to be mansplained to which women have to deal with every day so you know get over yourself I had a thing with Check another cycle guy that, that oh, I got cross again <laughs> fuck these guys condescend like I, I just wish I'd said I did say like is this what are you trying to well, how is this what how what is this customer service why are you trying to make me feel bad about myself <laughs> like, I kind of wish I'd said like do you talk to everyone like this like and I, I'm sure you do but it's not cool <laughs> um, anyway I don't like it yeah um, you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com where can you people find you Ivanka you can find me at Ivanka on Twitter what else can they do it would be really, really cool if you'd write us some reviews, some ratings, send us a little message. We do love them and it makes us feel special and appreciated. Uh, it does. I, I'm surprised at how much I like it. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, um, let's let's <laughs> really all just nice. tweet us in solidarity over... I mean, like this is going to come out two days, but it's going to come out after the 30th. It's going to be, what, the 2nd of April. 
So what does the world look like? I mean, I think either way, we've sort of covered some interesting stuff here today. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. But anyway, thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you Bye. next time. Bye.